Red 5 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Thank you, Beth. Red Blue standing by. Shit, I messed up. <laughs> and I'm Porkin standing by. <laughs> having, having a little trouble here. I got someone on my show. Darth Vader standing by. Wait. Wrong communication system. There's, there's the there's the show we need. Porkins, a Star Wars. Story. I have it written. Don't think I don't have it written. Porkins died, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, Porkins Aww. died. He, no, he can breathe in the space. It was canon. That's I don't. That's that's. I will. It's as canon as the fact he was originally supposed to be a pig man, and then they just didn't do makeup, and he was a fat guy. <laughs> what does that do for your self confidence? Good God. <laughs> yeah, like. It's Porkins isn't a great name uh-huh. if he's a pig man. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it at least makes somewhat sense. It's just mean <laughs> with how he looked in the actual movie. Do you think he knew his name was Porkins when he was like, what if like I think what if George just told him your name's just Steve, and then like he sees the movie and I'm like, what the hell, man? Well, no, because he says Porkins. Does he? Well, he he does like I think well, a Porkins standing by. Or well, here's Porkins the thing. He, he just said. He just said Steve. He didn't say the last name. <laughs> it's Steve Porkins. Steve Porkins standing by. <laughs> of the long Porkins dynasty. Right. <laughs> dynasty in Star Wars. Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast bringing nerd culture to a normal world. I'm your master of the geekly arts, Daniel Dunstan, and with me, I have a panel of experts to talk about the latest in news of the nerd. <laughs> so, joining me is Beth Dunstan. Hello. Beth, who is recovering from allergies, as am I, so if we sound weird, that's why. Uh, we, of course, also have David Hood. I see you dropped the friends from the friends and experts part of this. Thanks a lot, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. You're also all friends. Yes! <laughs> you don't need to lie to the people. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Bill Sheehy is here as well. Hey, guys. Happy to be back. Ready to talk just about everything. You know, I'm looking at the show notes right now, and I, I see something that I am very, uh, very versed in. So I'm very excited right. to be back. All right. So we're not going to mess around here. We're going to get straight uh-huh. into the topic. Oh, so we're talking that, about the uh, DBZ controversy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're not going to talk. Uh-huh. That is a barrel of worms I'm not going to delve into. Fair enough. Um, and, I mean, Fundimation seems like it is going to ignore it. So I guess we should, too. <laughs> yeah, Fundimation is just like, here's a new trailer for My Hero Academia. Please forget. Um. But no, we're going to jump straight into the subject that I know Bill is ready to talk about. The new Lizzie McGuire show <laughs> coming uh, to Disney Plus yes. that was announced at D23. Sing to me, Paolo. I mean, sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> I'm not messing around, man. The Lizzie McGuire reboot we all deserve. Thank you, Disney. Not to mention High School, the musical, mm-hmm. the show. That's Appa- going to be awesome. This is just, that's a case of the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn all over again. I thought we were actually going to get a trailer for that this we, week. Apparently it's going to be uh, only in theaters when you see it. Like, they're not going to oh, release good. it. So I mm. Well, they say that, but they will. That's a three-hour um, long horror movie I will not see. So. <laughs> Well, it's because it leaked earlier this week, mm-hmm. and so I was expecting them to just throw it up online, mm-hmm. but... Oh, well, we'll have to wait to learn more about the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. No, we will instead talk uh, other news from D23, and it is not uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, much as I would love <laughs> to talk about the world according to Jeff Goldblum, because <laughs> that'll be what I'm looking forward to right. on Disney Plus. Nothing but, else. Uh, D23. Jesus, man. You gotta heighten your, uh, broaden your horizons a little bit. No. The world according to Jeff Goldblum looks amazing. It, I'm it sorry. really does. Like, I can't, I can't lie. Like, that's probably, there's something else that's probably above it, but other than that, I just want to hear him go, and then complain about stuff, and then, you know, do that kind of thing. But yeah. Anyway, continue. All right. We have, uh, D23 gave us a bunch of Marvel stuff, but first and foremost, 
or at least probably the biggest stuff that came out from it, uh, is the Star Wars stuff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, David, that's why I brought you along, to make sure you could ground Bill a bit. <laughs> that sounded very dirty, but I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not against it. I, I'm very for it, but anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Rise of Skywalker had a trailer. I, I would would we call it a trailer though? It was. It's a D twenty three special uh-huh. look, and a minute fifteen of it is old movies. <laughs> like you are watching mostly clips from old movies until mm-hmm. over halfway yeah. through the trailer. But I will say it, it wasn't. It wasn't. At least it was effective at what it was doing. I mean, like, sure, it was just showing us old clips, but at the same time, like. They were weaving them into what I thought was a really, really effective look at the series. You know, from the originals to the prequels, and the sequels, and then leading into The Rise of Skywalker, which, you know, believe it or not, I like Star Wars a little bit. Um, which I thought gave us a little bit more than what I was anticipating, because I had friends who were going to D23 and, like, told me what they saw, but, like, seeing it, I thought was really, really, really cool. Even though, you know, like you said, Daniel, they only gave us about, you know, a minute of new... Not even a minute of new footage. They maybe gave us 30, 40 yeah, seconds. Yeah, because a, a lot of that was still... Cuts and stuff like that. Cuts. Well, a lot of it was even some stuff we've seen. Yeah, yeah. In the other trailers and stuff. But um, I will say... That it does give us a lot to to theorize about. Just it, <laughs> oh god, it does. It really does. Like not. We'll talk about the stuff at the end. But like, I think the most interesting thing that they showed was when they showed all those star destroyers. Because to mm-hmm. me, and I and Trey and my, my co-host on the podcast I have have talked about this at length. Those aren't first order star destroyers. <laughs> Those are what looks to be old imperial style star destroyers, which you know it 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 begs a lot of questions. Like, where what is this? Is this a an old armada? What what what's where is this coming from? Uh, but I think that's the biggest thing that I took away from it. Obviously, other than the thing at the end. But I'm I'm curious to hear what everybody else thought about it. I I mean I think I tweeted it out when it happened, mm-hmm. but. I, I will say it now, of my thought on it when I first saw it was, wow, that sure looks like a Star Wars movie. It does. It really... Like, it, it's... So what didn't connect with you, then? <laughs> well, like, what, what were you... It's nothing that it's necessarily, like, bad. It's just, like, I feel like all these trailers kind of look the same. Mm, okay. And especially as someone who is... Getting tired, I think I've said it before on other podcasts, but I'm getting tired of the Skywalker stories and getting tired of Star Wars constantly looking back. Mm-hmm. I- like that they have a whole they have a whole universe to play with, but they almost always are focused in on one well, I, little part I of it. I think they're caught up and rightfully so, I think finding that balance between wanting to do something new and that, but also like paying homage to the the classic stuff, because that's mm-hmm. honestly, that's probably the stuff that's going to get people into the theater. No. And I'm aware of that. It's, it's, it is as much of uh, them responding to fan outcry as it is to anything else. But uh... like, to me, I'm, well, but when you say fan, me, when you say fan outcry, what do you mean? Because you know, the, the, as someone who's who's really kind of like in it, like fan outcry. Like when I hear that, I think of people like complaining about the Last Jedi and saying that Episode Nine is going to redo everything that the Last Jedi did. Well, what what I'm thinking of is the people who, when Rogue One came out, they were just like, but this doesn't have any of the characters I know in it. Yeah. And you go, yeah, but it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's an interesting story within that world. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't need to have Luke's... It doesn't need to have a Skywalker right, in it. Right. Well, Rogue One did have a Skywalker in it. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. at the very and, end. Well, no, and throughout. Yeah, true. And this one but, will have two Skywalkers, technically. Three! 
technically. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's I don't I don't know it to me. I wasn't as excited for this as another thing we'll talk about here soon. I get you, I, you say, but but it's like I think part of that is just. I'm kind of ready for the Skywalker saga to uh-huh. end. <laughs> and so, like, I saw this trailer, I'm like, okay, good, let's just get through it. <laughs> for me, I actually liked the first Rise of Skywalker trailer a little better than this mm-hmm. one, I think. Well, where, where you have Rey and you have the, the really powerful image of Rey uh, leaping over that mm-hmm. TIE ship with, with her lightsaber. I mean, I. Yeah, I'll agree with you. The first trailer is better. The second trailer brought up a lot more questions. I Yeah. You know, and I hesitate to call it a trailer, too. Like, I, I understand, like, you know, it, it's obviously, we it's it's more footage from it, and it kind of is in that, like, traditional trailer format, but, like, as we said before, it's only about 40 seconds of new footage, if that. Yeah, and it accomplished the job that it, that it needed to do. It got right. people talking, and it got people theorizing, um and uh like and, and there are things i find intriguing about it mm-hmm. um like the those star destroyers just kind of floating in space mm-hmm. um there there was one thing um one thing i was encouraged by in in the the first teaser that we kind of got mm-hmm. is that the focus really did seem to be completely back on ray yep because I I had a little bit of a worry because traditionally and not just in Star Wars but just in media especially sci-fi media in general like um it's it's been women's job to basically be the emotional support of the male characters mm-hmm. or or the uh the or to have the emotional burden of the story like Padme is there to give birth to Luke and Leia and then to die and motivate mm-hmm. Anakin mm-hmm. um and Leia after after episode four is there to be in a will she won't she with Han Solo mm-hmm. and, or her brother <laughs> or her brother yes we, we didn't know but <laughs> and like and, and um after the last movie um I was I had a genuine concern that is is this just is Ray's role going to be going forward a will she won't she with Ben Solo mm-hmm. a can this pure-hearted maiden tame the evil beast? So, um, can I so, ask you a question then? Uh huh. Yes. Are Are you a Raylo? <laughs> <laughs> what I want is I would love for Ray's story to be complete on its own, mm-hmm. irrespective of Kylo Ren. I mm. would love to see her. Like, it's fine if he's part of it, but mm-hmm. I would love to see a, a female character that really has a complete emotional arc mm-hmm. that sort of surpasses just, a, you know, a ship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, and I love Ray so much, and Daisy Ridley is so talented. Right. And there are times where I kind of wish she had even been saved for her own trilogy. So we could see this incredible actress doing incredible things with this character, not tied down to, uh, to to like, like not tied as sort of not having to be the, has her primary purpose, Mm. a a romantic lead for the current Skywalker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I understand that. And you know, I, I, I tend to like I'm not I've I've kind of gotten I've I feel more like if it happens, you know, if Ben and Ray get together, I don't mind it as opposed to when like I don't first, hate it. Like I really it, don't hate it. When I so. like it, it first became a thing, like I I frankly I was mean about it where I like compared it to like Twilight Teen Bop <laughs> shit. But, you know, like people really really like that. Or, like they are Raylo is like a big thing in the community and if that's mm-hmm. your thing I completely support it it's it's not necessarily where I end up but like I'm not going to shit on you because you you yeah you get feel uh, a particular way towards these characters you know 
And I'm happy for those fans if, if that's what happens. Like, I think mm. that, you know, told well, that's a really good story. And it's been a story for a long time for a reason. It works. Right. Um, so, like, uh, but I would have, I think, liked to have seen Ray kind of go on her own journey a bit more. And mm-hmm. I got that vibe more in the first teaser than I did mm-hmm. with this one. And I do get why we're we're coming back to Ben because it is the end of the Skywalker saga, and mm-hmm. Ben is a Skywalker. Right. So I understand why we're coming back around to him, and and I do get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it's it's important to have the Skywalker there in the Rise of Skywalker. So and, and I completely agree that 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 first shot, like as in the first trailer. Was probably the most effective shot I've seen in a Star Wars trailer. Besides, you know, obviously, like, there's the nostalgic Chewie, we're home. But, like, other than that, it's, like, my thought process when I first saw that at Celebration was, like, with just the the different emotions I went through. It's it's just, it's flat out just cool. Just cool to look at. And I will say, since you've been saying you're not sure you'll count this as a trailer, since it's mostly old footage... Mm -hmm. The first trailer for Endgame mm-hmm. was mostly older footage. True. I mean... And we still counted that. But, like, it. I think... I don't want to get caught in semantics here, but, like, you know, it, it. that was, like, marketed as, like, this was our first look at Endgame. They did show us, you know... Uh, it is similar, but I think at the same time, it's... This was very, that was very clearly like set marked as like, this is the first trailer, teaser trailer. This was a special look. It was also, it was more retrospective than, than look at, uh, the rise of Skywalker. But, and once again, I think it introduced some really, really cool concepts and ideas that will, that will Mm -hmm. probably be, um, you know, expanded upon whenever we get that Monday night football trailer, October, whatever, Mm-hmm. Which they they yeah. tend to do with these episodic movies, which I don't. They may do something different. I don't know, but that, that's based on what I know on Star Wars trailers. It'll be a Monday Night Football, like the first or second week of October. And I think it's important for Disney at this point to show that old footage because if this is going to be the end of the Skywalker saga, they mm-hmm. really want to try to create a sense of continuity. That yes. This is a good ending, not just to this trilogy, but to the entire saga. And so I. Well, and it's also if you create that and you create the sense of like, this is the end. I mean, we've literally seen that happen already this year of like, well, this is the end of what all these movies have mm-hmm. been building to. Yeah. And it became the highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's part of yes. why Disney's yes. marketing True. it this yes. way as well. I, I, I obviously don't think The Rise of Skywalker will do that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not sure either. But I will say that I, I'm glad that they're at least mentioning prequel stuff. Because I, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get a significant prequel edition in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I'm uh, kind of crossing my fingers. I'm really hoping for like a Hayden Christensen ghost. That's that's where thing. I'm at right now. Like, that's where I'm at right like now. I would like that. Either that or, you know, I, I think obviously we're... Uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before. Like a Force Ghost Council. We're like, we've passed on all we know. That's what Luke's saying in the trailer. Like, what if like it's the Council of like Dead Jedi where it's Hayden Christensen. It's, you know... I think you you'd have to do some kind of like CGI oldish Obi Wan Alec Guinness Obi Wan Kenobi because I think it would be a little bit off putting if you did uh, a, an episode three Ewan McGregor because he didn't die as episode three uh, Obi Wan, but I think you know as we'll talk about later Ewan McGregor is more than willing to be Obi Wan again so if you do something similar to you know what Guy Henry did in Rogue One with Tarkin. And then you get Yoda, and then you put Hayden in there. I think you get a significant prequel influence and in, in a prequel addition. And, you know, it, it it may not be that. It may be, you know, we're also getting Palpatine. Like, that's already confirmed, too. So, like, there's there's so much there's so much cool shit that they can do with it. Uh, David, no, I, have I haven't gotten deep down into the trailer like Bill has. 
even though I've listened to his episode on uh, <laughs> Guy Walking Through the League about it. Mwah! Bless you. But uh, the only the only part that I that keeps going through my head through I, I the will... entire trailer is the final part. Ray and her switchblade red <laughs> lightsaber <laughs> bow staff, and oh no, is Ray turning evil? Like is okay? Is <sighs> this is clearly a vision? Like we're all on the same page, that, right? That or they're gonna play uh, the poetry with Kylo Ren and Darth Vader with the last movie they turned good. Yeah, I, I'll I'll say this. I'm assuming this is not what it seems. This is not what it seems to be because if it is what it seems to be, it's incredibly lazy writing. I I so part of I, me, part of me is just like I, I'm assuming it's listen, not. Listen, you yes, you can obviously suffer from lazy <laughs> writing. Like that's just oh, but now Ray, she's bad. So uh no, no, it's and I'm not saying I'm I'm assuming. That it is just like it's a mm-hmm. vision or it's a ruse or they're using it to trick somebody. And one of uh, and that that's it. Uh, like I don't think they will show that lazy yeah. writing. I think they got all <laughs> that out of their system with Solo. So stop it! Oh god! I have no people. Han. Okay. Solo. Yes. <laughs> I will give you that. Like, there's, I've said that if I've said it once, I've said it again. That's the worst line in any Star Wars, and that's what they sold the movie on, which is the most baffling thing to me. But anyway, but um, I, I think that like, it's I think, it, I, I once again, I think it's a vision. And then even one of my yeah. friends on Twitter, I think Adam Garcia, who's with Wired, uh, actually like, you know, broke down like the image, and you can see like. In the background, like when you like zoom in or whatever, and square or whatever you do to it, you can see like Ray and her outfit enhanced. Yeah, and, like exactly. He enhanced <laughs> it, enhanced, 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 and you can see like Ray. It's Ray in her regular outfit, and she's looking at it. So I, I, I can't quite see that, but it looks like she's in sort of that same weird cave thing she might have yeah. been in in the other thing, so I could easily yeah. see. Yeah, and I could definitely Maybe see, like, the wreck of the Death Star being its own giant dark side, dark side cave thing Yeah, that has developed over time. Exactly. and it, I really want Palpatine to be this little poltergeist that's just taunting <laughs> this little... <laughs> I, I, the common theory that I think and that I hear is that you know, he's Kylo Ren is talking to the the Hellman in Episode Seven, and he thinks he's talking to his grandfather. He's talking to Anakin, but he's actually talking to the spirit of Palpatine, which we've gotten that kind of. And the Darth, mm-hmm. the new Darth Vader comic, we've gotten Lord Momin, who's this you know old Sith Lord inhabiting a helmet. So you know, it's I Ugh. think that's probably what we're get, getting, which I don't have a problem with at all, and I actually like. That sounds like crazy, stupid, awesome. I love it. I know. And you know what's really, really funny? So, like, when uh, I forget what when it was, it had to have been either la- not this past year, but the year before that at Lexington Comic Con when Ian McDermott was here. Like, I uh, asked him point blank if he would like ever do Star Wars again, and he's like, "Yeah, I think that'd be great." And I'm like, he definitely knew he was coming back to Star Wars at that point. <laughs> like, so it, it, it's just. It, it's cool to think that, but it. I think that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't think any of us would believe Ray actually turns evil no. at the in this movie. No, no, no. no Although no. I will say one thing about Daisy Ridley's look here was one thing I thought when I saw that final image is, wow, Daisy Ridley is pretty. Yeah, like she <laughs> she is just so gorgeous in uh, that image. Like I guess they're doing her makeup a little bit differently, but like mm-hmm. I mean, she's always. I think they're trying to make her look more like sunken and hollow in that image. <laughs> so, well, what I'm saying is, it is impossible to take a bad shot shot at of Daisy Ridley. She is just gorgeous all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm, big if true. Oh man! All right. David, do you think that she's gonna turn? Absolutely evil? not. If if she does, it's gonna kind of piss me off. Because uh-huh. if you're if you're gonna put her as yeah, the same. big hero for the first two movies and be like, oh, pull the rug out of you. I was telling Daniel my nightmare scenario is that like Palpatine takes over her body, and oh. then like 
Kylo Ren has to fight her, but she is the pure-hearted maiden what tamed the evil beast, and he has fallen in love with her, and he uses his love that he has gained from her to to break free of Palpatine's hold. So, like, that's that's sort of like my, please, no. (laughs) I still say... Palpatine takes her over... like her and Kylo give him a fight. I hope like she wins, and right when she's about to kill her, she through her own willpower, not through love or any bullshit, takes her body back over right there. That would yeah. be pretty sweet. Yeah, like, not because she That'd loves be Kylo. Cool. It's just her own willpower you, you, just takes her, takes her body back over right at the right time. You maybe you even get some cool like inside her mind mental fight between her and Palpatine. So here's a question that I just came up with. Do you think we'll get some kind of variation of "I love you, I know" in the final scene, in the I, final I battle? Really hope they, I really hope. I really hope in Ray. Ray Lowe's I hope is not. not a thing. <laughs> that I, I'm really hoping that okay. is just I, a that's... whole. No, that's not happening. <laughs> Here is my very important question: mm-hmm. um, How often do we get to see Poe Dameron in that scarf? That's listen. Uh, as a, an, until he gets to play Nathan Drake in the short, I think that he's auditioning for Nathan Drake in the in episode nine. But there's, good God, you were talking about Daisy Ridley looking good. The, <laughs> Jesus Christ, there is not a bad angle on Poe Dameron in this movie. Jesus, Raylo, but I can certainly get behind Finpo. Yep. Oh, Finpo, definitely. Finpo, listen. I Maybe think that's where us. we'll get the I love you, I know. That's where we'll uh, have it. You know what? Yeah. I would be okay with that. JJ's already <laughs> said we're going to get a gay character in episode <laughs> nine. Oh my god, what if that happens? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I... I will I will say my worst case scenario is one someone actually post. I forget who, posted on Twitter a few months back, which was like, what if Ray gets sent back in time and she's pregnant with Kylo Ren's baby and that's how Anakin is James born? And I was like, I was like, God no! James Cameron is not in charge of this movie, so we're in fine. We are. We should be good. We should be good. But it, it, I swear to God, if we do get a gay, gay character in this game, they better take notes from Deadpool. They treat the gay characters the best. It's like, oh, you're gay. I oh, okay. yeah. like. I would just. I want to be in that theater when that happens because there are going to be people around us that explode, and I'm going to be here for it. I'm a hundred percent. This. I. I, I want to see that that angry, pent up, anti gay energy when they watch that. <laughs> They'll be the same people who complained about the live action Beauty and the Beast. Yep. yep. And that amounted to nothing. It, it was in the movie. It was a longing look at the very end of the movie. <laughs> As they did. Exactly. Yeah, it was entirely pointless. <laughs> if we need gay characters to be the beast, it, we're just gonna do a plot twist with the beast and Gaston Mary. That's a <laughs> No one Gay like Gaston, no. <laughs> I was going to say, we might not want to try to break into song because that could go poorly. <laughs> no one fucks beasts like Gaston. <laughs> There's the explicit tag. <laughs> well, thank you, David, for earning that every oh time. God. In every, we're gonna move, every last we're inch g- of me is covered in hair. <laughs> That's not mine. Exactly. Oh, all right. Well, that's our Star Wars Rise of Skywalker covered. Now we're going to move on. <laughs> that got really out of hand. I am so sorry. That I apologize for David. We once again we are on the third act of a Nicholas Sparks love story, and we have gotten completely out of hand. <laughs> this is the musical interlude uh, of that exactly. love story. <laughs> All right. Uh, they also did a bunch of new stuff about the Mandalorian, mm. including releasing a trailer. Finally, and oh, does that look good? It looks so. I when I saw they showed that footage at Celebration, I knew it was something different and really really cool. <laughs> but like yeah. everything that comes out 
of the Mandalorian. You know, we've got that whole thing with EW this past week. We got that trailer. It 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 looks like the badass cool Star Wars series we've been waiting for. Like it just mm-hmm. it feels like it's in that exact same world, but at the same time it feels completely new and and gritty mm-hmm. and you know I've been working on my Werner Horsnogs what's his last name Werner Herzog Her- Her- I called him Herznog please don't kill me um, <laughs> but I keep on doing bounty bounty hunting is a dangerous profession bounty hunting is a dangerous profession <laughs> something like that and by the way to everyone who's like you just heard me talk about like how I feel tired we're always hampered to kind of the same storyline and mm-hmm. Star Wars stuff this is why. Because when it breaks that mold, you get cold. Yeah. Like, Mandalorian looks so different from anything I've seen in Star Wars, but still looks like it exists in that world. Every and aspect of this, whether it's from the people involved at the mm-hmm. top, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, the directors, you know, you have Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. You have, uh, and he's playing yeah, a character, you too. You got Fuqua, you got Bryce Dallas Howard, you've got all these directors that are wonderful. And then once again, Tyke, mm-hmm. everything about this show gets me unconditionally excited. Like, oh, it, yeah. oh yeah. It, there's, there's so much cool here. There's so much, you know, as someone, Oh, the, the shot of him dragging the guy through the closing, like Iris door, dude, that you're just like, Oh, Oh, oh I know how this they're ends. Cutting, like, I know Bob Iger has said in the past that like, Disney Plus is only going to be family friendly. What's family friendly about getting cut in half by a freaking door? Jesus Christ. I'm assuming it'll cut away right before. But like, then. you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like when you're watching that, you're like, ooh. Yikes. <laughs> but like. It does seem to be very well choreographed when it, it comes mm-hmm. to, the, to the fights. So. You know. And I think I heard somewhere they're doing a lot more practical sets and practical effects and it to looks make it look like a bit more t- lived uh-huh. in. Yeah. And the costumes look a little bit more. I. I don't know what it is, but uh, apparent who was it? Um, Tonks from Harry Potter is playing that Twi'lek that we see and that's oh, yeah. winking in the trailer. Oh, nice. And then Bill Burr, which he had, I, I don't think he's confirmed it yet, but like Bill Burr is definitely in it, and he's playing some like dual wielding bounty hunter because they showed that in the trailer at Celebration. You could see him like the the, the uh, back of his head, and then you see. Yeah, he's with the Twi'lek. Yeah, and then Twi'lek. there's the uh, the uh, what are those little things on Bespin? The little, uh, yeah, yeah, those little guys. What, what they're, whatever, yeah, yeah those. Th- but you get like Carl Weathers, yeah, Carl, and everything Carl Weather, everything that anybody from the cast has said about this, like it's just they're so wonderful. Pedro Pascal is awesome. Carl Weathers talking about being in Star Wars is awesome. It's like I, I can't tell you how excited I am for this because it, it's, mm-hmm. it's something completely new. I'm excited because I don't know anything about it. I've seen some rumors and they're like, oh well maybe this will be how they uh how they give the backstory on the first order uh-huh. and like how they rose to power. And part of me is just like, look, let's just not. Yeah. Like let's just mm-hmm. let's just let this be its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to turn into, oh look, it ties into Well this one story we've been telling like let it be I, its own thing it's a big universe. i could see what the, how they could do it in a really effective way because uh young carlo esposito who gus spring from breaking bad is playing uh grand moff gideon and like he's all about order and all that kind of stuff and like everything i hear about his character you know it it, it feels like you know this what when you hear about the first order in canon it's it's mm-hmm. the exact same stuff that Gideon is talking about and that Gideon is like, you know, young Carlo is saying that his character is about. So I, I could see how his moth could play an important role in the rise of the first order. Um my fear for him is that they do the Marvel thing where they kill him in like the first season, which he already looks like a badass villain, and why would you waste your villain? so quickly especially when this has already been confirmed for a second season i just i don't want it to turn into 
suddenly now the Mandalorian is tied in with the one Star Wars narrative we have. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want it to be separate. Yeah. I want it to be its own thing so it can have the freedom right. to just be the lone gunslinger mm-hmm. out in the wild west of the Star Wars. And I think Favreau, or I th- it was either Favreau or Filoni confirmed today that the first season won't have any legacy characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. so it's a thing all on its own but that suggests that the second season or the third season some beyond mm-hmm. may have a legacy character i hope not i i really honestly i hope not i i've heard boba fett which would he's dead <laughs> and he's okay look, look we can even get into extended universe i challenge you in the movies like, let's look at the movies. Can They've basically rendered everything else non-canon, aside mm-hmm. from a handful of... What has Boba Fett done? He looked cool. <laughs> He's looked really cool. Hey, like, that's the... No, I'll say, he, and I'll say this, he doesn't look nearly as cool as the Mandalorian. I will say... Because like, I've seen the Mandalorian hey, do what stuff. Has, what, has, hey, what has Phasma done? That's a good... Nothing! <laughs> she is exactly the... She is this new series Boba mm-hmm. Fett. She looks cool, but amounted to nothing when it came looks to... Looks cool, then dies. But at the same... Yeah. But this could be the thing... And listen, I've said it before that I think Boba Fett is the most overrated Star Wars character ever. A hundred percent. But there is a way that if you do this right, if you bring Boba Fett in the second season... Hell, let Tamara, uh, Tamara Morrison play him. Because I don't think Daniel yeah. Logan can do it. A Like a grizzled, like some... Uh, Tamara Morrison, who's just like clawed his way out of the Sarlacc pit and is like wrecking shit up. Yes, please, a hundred percent. Here's here's I my pitch, okay? And I think I've mentioned this pitch to Daniel before, just in passing. My pitch is that like the Boba Fett that we see in like the original Star Wars trilogy is not actually Boba Fett. He's some dude who like was <laughs> dressed in Boba Fett suit. And, like, just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when Darth Vader called and he had to come in. (laughs) And, like, the actual Boba Fett, like, managed, like, has been trying this whole time to, like, get his identity back. And Mm -hmm. so we meet, like, real Boba Fett, who is talking with the Mandalorian, saying, hey, I need to get my rep back. And... (laughs) That makes so much sense, because if I was Boba Fett and... My options was mm-hmm. to shoot a guy from far away that has a magic sword that can kill me instantly or jump on the same ship as him. I wouldn't jump on that same damn ship. David, it's not a magical sword. It's a laser sword. <laughs> Everyone knows that. And hey, look, that didn't even kill yes. him. The blind dude bumping into him. Did. And, and I like the idea of like... <laughs> yeah, Boba what? Fett. Like the idea of, of not Boba Fett. Uh, I'd love to see that in Taika Waititi's hands. Like an infuriated Boba Fett Mm. who's trying to rebuild his reputation after this idiot ruined it for him. (laughs) Yeah, but I just, I think it, I think it can work better as its own Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I, I, I don't want them to be like, oh, well, which legacy character? Because part of the thing with almost any show like that is when you throw in a character like that, you as the audience kind of have a little moment Mm -hmm. of like, oh, cool. But that also takes you out of the world mm. See, for a bit. If, if Boba Fett's in this, I want it to take place after Force Awakens, and he goes on a revenge spree to try to kill Han Solo. Well, he's ar- Han Solo's <laughs> already dead, so... That's the exactly. point. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to kill Han Solo, he's looking for him, can't find him, and they'll say, eventually he just goes, oh, he's dead. God damn it! Here's what I'm thinking, because, you know, Trey suggested the Boba Fett thing to me. You know, Alden Ehrenreich signed a, a contract for three movies. Let him play Solo again. I am 100% down to have Alden Ehrenreich play Han Solo again. An older Han Solo. I think he could do it. I, I really do. That's an, another uh, like creative way to bring back Solo. He's already involved in the underworld. We already know that. It would make sense because of the sa- like, if this took place but- like a year after Return yeah. of the Jedi... It wouldn't make any sense because he was helping Chewie, but this happens enough time where Han can still be have his finger in the in the underworld where it would still make sense. But that's just uh, that's just me. I I don't know. I feel like part of that would just be you would lose tension because you know Han Solo's fine. Yeah. Okay. 
and like, and you would you would lose a lot of what would make that special. Let's okay. move on to Kenobi. Yeah. Yep, let's move on though. I have to admit, Bill, you were right. <laughs> I, I doubted you. Um, Can you record that and make that the opening, please? Just <laughs> basically, Ewan McGregor has announced he will return as Obi Wan Kenobi mm. in a series. I think currently just listed as untitled Kenobi show, uh -huh. but we all know it will probably just be called Kenobi, a Star Wars story. Yep. Uh, taking place sometime between episodes three and four. Bill, you are free to gloat for a little Listen, bit. Listen. I'll grant you this time. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, you know, as someone who continually has the high ground, it's actually really rewarding to have the high ground on this particular topic. But I will say this, because I, I don't want to rub it in, Daniel. Because I think you're probably happy with it, but I think we all are fairly happy with it. I I think the announcement itself was awesome. <laughs> because, it, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was just yeah. you and McGregor asking, like, Hey, Kathleen Kennedy, can you ask me if I'm going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? And then him saying yes. Which is a great way to say that he's coming back. Um, I think the official, like, word that we have right now is that it takes place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. So that's 11 years mm -hmm. before uh, A New Hope. So I think that gives you enough time where it still makes sense where he looks like Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan as opposed to Alec Guinness Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I honestly think that this... I think that period between three and four for Kenobi is completely just filled to the brim with story opportunities. You know, whether it's, you know, him exploring the the mysteries of the Force, I think we're probably going to get Qui-Gon Jinn in it as well. Liam Neeson making his return as Qui-Gon Jinn in it at some point, whether it just be a voice or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're going to see a young Luke. Um, my main concern is that they don't have a particularly compelling antagonist but i have made the case before that you know you you want somebody who's dangerous who you know poses a threat to kenobi so why not you know i have as someone who's deep in canon who's read all the canon novels quinlan voss is someone who's still alive in, in the universe oh that would is, be interesting and is somebody who has you know toyed with the dark side before you know, there's, there's, I think there's something there where he could be, you know, after he finds out that, you know, he knows who Vader is. He finds out that he had a kid and he, and Kenobi has to defend Luke from a, a, a Jedi master. And then you have the whole underworld stuff too. So I just think that there is so much opportunity here to explore more of a character that everybody really enjoys and really loves. I just think on pretty much all accounts, this is a home run for Lucasfilm mm -hmm. and for because uh, Ewan's said this for the past well however long Disney has owned Lucasfilm that he wanted to come back so this is I, we were just waiting and th the moment finally came and I could not be happier and I could definitely see as far as an emotional arc for Kenobi in this that uh like Kenobi uh maybe is tempted, say, by Quinlan Voss to forsake his vigil even for, like, a little bit to go do something. And uh, the lesson that Obi-Wan Kenobi has to learn is that this protecting Luke and staying on Tatooine is his penance in a way, but it's also mm. his responsibility. Right. And he, mm -hmm. he can't leave to go off. And even for an adventure that he thinks is for the greater good, he can't leave. So I think that would be an yeah. interesting emotional arc for him. And, you know, at the same time, you can do flashbacks, too, where he's, you know, show him training Hayden Christensen, training a younger Anakin. I think that there's stuff to, like... Because I just feel like there... He, he's... It can be, like, a, a not like a psychological thing. Like, it could be, like, an introspective kind of, like emotional journey for him and i i think that there's there's just so much there i i think it could be good i'm only hoping i don't want it to turn into like oh he's going all the like i i'd like i like the idea of trouble comes to tatooine mm -hmm. and because and like 
again, the whole point of that is like he's going to stay to watch over Luke, and it loses something if it's like, oh, but he periodically went off and had these adventures. It's like, ah, it's. It, it, I would like it if, sort of like what Beth was suggesting, it's like someone comes to try to tempt him away, and you kind of get the sense of like why this is important. Right. Absolutely. Um, I want to see robot like Darth Maul come in. I, no. That, ha- that happened. That actually happened in Rebels. Yes, I know, and I want to see it in live action. Nah, you can't do it, dude. Just as quick as it was in Rebels. A little bit longer. A little bit longer. (laughs) What I wouldn't mind is if they actually did it in live action, where, like, the the series or the show has... Because I don't know if they're going to do a miniseries or whatever they're going to do. If the last, like, scene is, like, the live action version of what we saw in Rebels... I think that could be potential. That could be really, uh, really, really cool. But maybe that would have been though when he'd be getting close to Alec Guinness' yeah, age, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I think that takes place like three years. That takes place. Yeah, that takes co- place like two or three years pre a New, Hope. New yeah, Hope. Yeah, he's definitely older. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. There, there's a lot of a lot of possibilities that I think you can explore with it. Yeah, basically, right now, all we know is an actor, a loose time frame, and a potential title. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> and the, so, the, they've like, already got the script. They've already got all that other stuff. They're ju- they're going to film next year, I think, in the summer. I think is what I heard. Well, you know what? The, how these titles go? The title's going to be something like Obi Wan defending a Skywalker. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, I I think because isn't technically it's like the Mandalorian is like the Mandalorian a Star Wars story or something? I know. I think it's just the Mandalorian. Just put yeah. that, oh, is it yeah. just the Mandalorian? Yeah. It'll probably be Kenobi the musical, the show. Yes. <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs> the mo- I'd watch. I'd watch Kenobi the musical, <laughs> the mobile app, the VR experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump down to Marvel. We'll do this real quick mm-hmm. here, because um, like we have almost even less information on these shows. Uh, they announced three new shows: uh, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. By the way, all these shows are Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not announcing anything for TV, but She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. Yes, my skin has cleared. My crops are watered. Oh my goodness! Uh, this is all I have ever wanted. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> Beth was very happy when this was announced, and like I, I made an inhuman sound for... when I saw the image <laughs> for the first time. She did, she really did. Um, she reacted in much the same way I'm assuming Bill did when he saw Kenobi confirm. Miss Marvel makes sense. They Kevin Feige has even hinted that she would uh, arrive in the MCU at some point. So, but all these are going to be shows. I think that they all have listed showrunners, or just hers. Uh, I think that we've only gotten hers. Uh, Bisha K. Ali. She's she's worked with Mindy Kaling before on the Four Weddings and a Funeral show that's out on Hulu right now. Okay. Which I saw a bunch of people being like, "Oh no, does that mean Mindy Kaling's going to be Kamala Khan?" And I was like, "She's a, <laughs> she's just a tad bit too old to yeah. play a teenager." Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, think I don't think you got to worry about I that. I really think she could pull it I, off. I, I think maybe she can be the mom. <laughs> <laughs> the sad thing, like that, the thing that's going to happen with Miss Marvel is that it's going to be an unknown because. The reason that people say Mindy Kaling is because that's the person when they that that's who they know. That's yeah. who they know. It's it, yeah. It's it's they go well. That's the only only actress who fits the bill right. I can think exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. But like you can so hopefully you can get a relative unknown yeah. who will do well. And I think that the cool thing about Miss Marvel is it will provide opportunities for a lot of actors that might not otherwise have them in, in mm, this sort of exactly. genre. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you have not yet read Miss Marvel by G. Willow Wilson, do yourself a favor, go out and read what is, I think, the best Western uh, superhero series for teens and about teens out there. It is quite good. Um, and actually, these three shows kind of stretch across a very broad spectrum. Moon Knight is probably going to be a, bit, a little bit grittier, a little bit more street level. Oh, yeah, because he, he's a schizophrenic and he's awesome. Is Now, mm-hmm. is 
He, he's also one of the very few Jewish superheroes in the Marvel now, universe. It's him and Ben Grimm, I think. Is 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 Moon Knight? Because I know next to nothing about Moon Knight. He, he is, was a is, Jewish is, American is he, rabbi. <laughs> really? He he was the son of he was the son of a rabbi. Rabbi oh, Moon Knight. Shalom. Uh, he was the son of a of a uh, rabbi, but yeah, he's like schizophrenic with multiple personalities. Now, is he like a more of a Batman type character, or sort okay. of? But he wear he's very much like Batman, except he wears white, so the bad guys will see him coming. Mm. <laughs> That's cool. He, 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 That's um, really cool. He's kind of like a Batman version of Deadpool. Mm. Mm. Kind of, yeah. He's he's. He's a Batman who will kill. Yeah, cool. So a Zack Snyder you Batman. You took my joke. You beat me by one second. Boom. Jesus. Boom. <laughs> I don't think he plans like Batman does. I think I think he no, more no, goes no. in like Deadpool does and just kind of goes, "All right, let's do, let's do this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's less of the meticulous planner and brilliant detective Batman is, uh, but he's he's similar in style. Yeah. I will say probably the person I know who knows the most about Moon Knight could not join us tonight. And that is Noah Day. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to ask him later. Another day, then. <laughs> another Do, day. He, he's uh, rather a less funny Deadpool or a crazier Batman. It's the best way to... <laughs> somewhere in that middle ground is where Moon Knight lay. Or a Punisher who doesn't use guns. So is he Deadpool in or- X-Men Origins Wolverine, or is he... No, no, okay. no, no. He's... He, it, it's, he's, like, what is it? Doesn't he have a few powers or something from some Egyptian god thing? Oh, uh, yeah, some... I can't remember. He has the Egyptian exactly. god cards, is that what you're saying? <laughs> something okay, like I that, yeah. Obelisk the Tormentor uh, allows the wing, him to fly. The Winged Dragon of Raw allows him to fly. And, uh, and uh, yeah. uh, Slyther, the executive producer. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yes, my favorite god exactly. card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mega ultra chicken um, uh, She-Hulk is we don't know too much about what She-Hulk is going to be I imagine based on the runs of her comic that have actually been a bit more successful than others it'll be based upon the duality of her life mm. um, because she has a normal job as a lawyer but depending on which comic it is and I think generally most of the time is she can't turn back. Just imagine. So she's all she's always like big and yeah, green. It's basically so they, another Bruce Banner in Endgame. Okay, I can yeah. deal with that. She's she's smart. She keeps all her intelligence, uh, but she just can't turn back to human. She's always in Hulk form. And so like she's arguing legal uh-huh. cases looking like just she Hulk in a business. Over under two dabs. <laughs> I don't think she'll be okay, dead. Cool. We'll leave that to Bruce. Every time she wins a case, she's just going to dab. Look, I could easily be proven wrong here. My knowledge of She-Hulk comics is minimal. Send something to open and close the case, dab. Well, I think that uh, like a lot of times what happens in the comics is that the, the two lawyers that every single superhero seems to use are either Matt Murdock or uh, She-Hulk, and um, and so I would love to have this be like a legal procedural, but only about superhero mm-hmm. cases. <laughs> and I've seen rumors saying this could be a chance for them to bring a actual dead Daredevil into the MCU by just having a Matt Murdock lawyer she's up against a few times. Mm. Because I feel like it tends to go like if you're a superhero with a higher budget, you get uh, Jennifer Walters, mm-hmm. uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. If you're a superhero with a lower budget, you get Matt Murdock. <laughs> like Iron Man gets uh-huh. She-Hulk. You Spider-Man gets if you can aff- Matt Murdock. If you can hey, afford it, you get a lawyer that can see. <laughs> <laughs> You, somebody, you had to out of all the supers, you had to say Spider Man, didn't you? Uh true. Uh, okay. Here, if you're Moon Knight, you get you get Matt Murdock. That's fair. That's fair. Well, no, isn't he in one? I can't remember if he's got money or not. Mm. I'll make a note to ask Noah next time he's on. 
But yeah, those were three new shows. Uh, they didn't announce when they were going to be. We just know they are on the horizon somewhere. Basically, all we had was logos for most of them. And they're all kind of their famous-looking comic logos. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they had two new things for uh, existing shows that came out. Uh, WandaVision, they talked a bit more about the cast. It's going to include Kat Dennings and Randall Park. Uh, supposedly it's going to be almost a tour through various famous kind of styles of sitcoms throughout the years. Uh, apparently lots of people still highlighting, they're like, it's going to be weird. I Don't go into this expecting your standard Marvel I have story. no idea what the hell to expect from <laughs> this. this. Like, it's, it's weird. It's, oh yeah, they're just like, it, it'll be weird. It's a sitcom. It's in the 1950s. Randall Park is there with Kat Dennings. But it's also Wanda and Vision. But he's dead, but he's alive, too. Yeah, He's alive in her heart. Oh, well, mm-hmm. apparently. I think they've said it might reference a few of the big popular comic storylines, at least. Yeah. This is the most confusing one to me. I, I really have no idea what this one is. See, I, I think I know a lot of the storylines it's going to reference, and I love them, and I can't wait. This is this is still the one I'm most excited for, and I'm all ready for it to be weird. No, this is definitely going to be, I think, a very trippy series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to lean heavily into the fact that she has the ability to alter reality. Uh, man... I am looking forward to this. Now, when does this come out? Is this 2020 or 2021? I think this is 2021. Okay. Uh, I can double check, but I think this is 2021. Going from that, the other information that came out is for probably what might be the most straightforward of the stories, which is Falcon and the Winter which Soldier. It's going to be an excellent show. I. It's going to be really Those good. two have great chemistry together. I oh, think yeah. this might, like, as soon like. I thought I was more excited for, like, Loki or What If, but, like, as soon as they, like, mm-hmm. started, like, announcing the cast and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I-, I got more excited because I think it offers a lot of really meaningful and cool storylines. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, the big announcement they had is Wyatt Russell is cast as John Walker, mm-hmm. also known as U.S. Agent. Mm-hmm. In the comics, um, there was a storyline in the comics where the idea was... Steve Rogers was dead, and the government kind of wanted to make their own Captain America. Mm-hmm. So they used, like, some kind of different superpower thing, and he wasn't quite the most stable, uh, mentally sound mm-hmm. hero. And so. And Wyatt Russell could do, uh, does that kind of stuff really, really well. If you've seen mm-hmm. him in, uh, uh, what was Overlord, which was a J- that oh, yeah. great movie. Um, but I think. You know, I think that's an interesting concept where, like, you know, mm-hmm. Steve Rogers has obviously, like, said who mm-hmm. he wants to be the next Captain America. And then you have the U.S. government who wants this, you know, traditional kind of, mm-hmm. you know, what you think of yeah. as Captain America. But I-, I think that dynamic where Sam has mm-hmm. to deal with that, I think, mm-hmm. is really interesting. And it, it can lead to a lot mm-hmm. of really, like, you know, kind of and, uh, really relevant cultural topics where, you know, it, point like, quite frankly, like, you know, it's he's a black superhero. So, yeah. like, yeah. that kind of dynamic where, well, we don't, we, we'd prefer the white guy. I think that kind of stuff and seeing how he, mm-hmm. he, he, he becomes Captain America. He actually becomes Captain America, you know, I, I think, think is that- really cool. Yeah, Anthony Mackie has said that he he will not be carrying the shield initially in the mm-hmm. series because he just mm-hmm. he, you know he doesn't consider himself Captain America, yeah. and I could mm-hmm. definitely see the arc, his arc in the series being like, well, I have to be Captain America mm-hmm. if I'm yeah. going to protect it's... Steve's legacy. I must mm-hmm. be Captain America. It's actually similar to and Beth, I know you've read this too in the Death of Captain America comic. In which, in that one, Bucky Barnes takes up the shield. Uh, There's a run where, basically, at one point, they do have... There's a politician who's been corrupted by the Red Skull and all kinds of mess back there. But he basically makes his own Captain America and dresses him in the classic costume. And everyone's like, oh, Captain America. And by the end of it, Bucky realizes, 
to properly fight this, to properly fight something like this, I have to take up the mantle. Mm. I don't want to, but I have to. Yep. And so he has to make the costume and carry the shield and go through everything in order to actually be like, it's the storyline is the journey to him finding that he's worthy of carrying the shield. I think that'll be similar to what uh, Sam Wilson's journey will be. And Bucky will be helping guide him along the Mm -hmm. way. We might even get a bit where maybe Bucky has to try to be Captain America to maybe stop USA yeah. and then it's going to come down to Sam Wilson. Do you guys to. think that Steve Rogers will make an old Steve Rogers will make an appearance in the show? No. I don't I I think he's done. Mm. I I think Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr have basically hinted they're done. Cuz I I could see a, just one scene where like, you know, Captain America like old Steve has to like get uh Falcon like it, he helps, he edges, uh, pushes him towards becoming Captain America. I will say what I could see more of that happening with is a Nick Fury mm. cameo. Okay. Because in the in the comics, the person who has that job is actually Tony Stark. Okay. Where it's like Tony gets a letter from Steve Rogers, basically like, in event of my death, here's this. And like one of the things is like saving Bucky and preserving the... It's like basically save Bucky and preserve the legacy of Captain America. And basically Robert Tony or not Robert Tony Stark shows that to Bucky and is basically like, the only way I can think of to do both is to like give you this and he gives him the shield back. Mm. But I could see that being maybe a Nick Fury. I'm I don't think we'll see old Steve again. Okay. I think that they've kind of wrapped all that up. Okay. Well that's uh I can Just see in the same vein, though, like a message or a letter from old Steve that maybe comes a at, at a dark moment for uh, for Falcon. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, and uh, that is coming out spring 2020. WandaVision is spring 2021. Sweet. Can't wait. Uh, anything else from D23? Anyone wants to bring up? As we wrap on up, I well, think you, that's you, it. you hit all the good parts. Yeah, I just, I literally, as we've been going, just realized this will be episode twenty-three. So you know, our <laughs> synergy is perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'm excited that Epcot is getting a facelift. So that's you, my favorite Disney park. So you say this is episode D twenty-three? Yep. It's uh, episode D twenty-three. I see Beth <laughs> likes to drink around the world. The only reason to go to Epcot. <laughs> Hey, Epcot, I think as you get older, Epcot's the most I fun. completely agree. <laughs> Except now the Galaxy's Edge is open. Um, oh, jeez. I think that's changed a little bit, but we'll see. I don't know. I know people who are heading down to Disney here uh-huh. soon, and I've seen them having to like put in super early to try to get into the cantina, and it's like, it's like, well, if you put in, like, four or five weeks early, you might be able to get in at 7.30 a.m. on a Tuesday. Listen, I like, am... Eh, whatever. I have enough Irish jeans in me to want to drink at the cantina at 7.30. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. More than down. They better I, I, be playing the same song over and over again. I just want to hear... <laughs> All right. That shut up, Bill. <laughs> no, it just took Bill back into nostalgia. I did. I'm just I'm thinking about it. I just want to do it. I want to build a lightsaber. I want to go into the cantina. Uh, I want them to fully acknowledge what that band is called. What? And the style of we music. D- ah, listen, you like some hardcore jizz music? I mean, they're just, you know, they're just the jizz wailers. They had to know. Like George had to know. I I fully believe George Lucas didn't, but everyone else on set did. <laughs> like he's just, he's just like, yeah, that'll, yeah, that'll be right, a good name uh, for him. They're playing jizz. All right. <laughs> all right, everybody, bring the jizz whalers on, on set, please. <laughs> and you just get eighteen crewmen in the back going, like, <laughs> guys, it's really sticky where the jizz whalers were playing. <laughs> Can we get a check on the prostate? Can we get a jizz check, please? (laughs) Oh, jeez.
<laughs> All right. And on that high note, let's wrap up. Uh, David, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I don't have anything stupid to plug this time, so just follow me at the David Hood on Twitter. All right. Excellent. Go do that. Uh, Bill, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I'd love for you guys to check me out over on uh, my podcast called Skywalking Through the League at Skywalking TL. We talk Star Wars and just Star Wars because it's no longer October of 2018 <laughs> and we're not trying to be idiots and combine Star Wars and basketball. So we are just doing basketball, baby. And Trey and I have a lot of fun. We're bringing you content every week starting this week. Uh, <laughs> So give us a follow, give us a listen. Uh, thank you once again for having me on. I always love coming on here. It's always great to talk jizz with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, do you have anything to plug? You can follow me at Dunce Librarian, D-U-N-S Librarian. And it's also National Library National Library Card Sign-Up Month. So oh. go get a library card if you don't have one already. Okay, sweet. Go get one. Uh, you can follow me at Daniel Dunstan, uh, or also you can follow the show at Nerds for Normal. That's Nerds, the number four, normal. Uh, you can check out me, David, and Bill at, uh, you know, Tin Roof every Saturday night with our jizz whaling <laughs> band. Um, we're going to just start We're just a bunch of jizz bros just playing at at Tin Roof every Saturday. It's it's awkward because they're at the Lexington one, but I'm at the Cincinnati one. Uh Uh-huh. We We actually FaceTime. We we FaceTime the entire thing. It gets weird. (laughs) You really somehow got to be in both places to get the full experience there with jizz We, like, it's always weird when we go, my, our our intro is, Tin Roof, are you ready to jizz? (laughs) <laughs> and they, we we never get the reaction we're hoping for. It, it, it's it never it never really works. Can't imagine out. why. Yeah. Like why why do you it's never weird. get it? Huh. I, I, I usually come up with a whipped cream cannon, but no one seems to appreciate oh, that. God. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't appreciate that either, David. <laughs> it's it's no fun when it gets in your hair. I can... Oh jeez. It's good for your hair. Alright, we're just gonna... (laughs) We have now gone past just innuendo and jokes. You guys are... Is there something gross to jizz? I... I, It's, you're, we're all George okay. Lucas back now, there. I'm ju- I just, I, I don't see the issue. I think you guys are being really immature. <laughs> oh, well. Well, that'll do it for us for this one. Uh, Hopefully we'll have another episode coming real soon. Uh, Just keep an eye out. And as always, see you, nerds.